0: Hi there, it's Kathleen here and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events. Contact me or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, welcome to the gathering, and thank you for joining us today. Um, our lesson today is going to be establishing peace, and we're going to talk about peace. I was just thinking with Valentine's coming up that, you know, one of the things we can do for our heart is to take care of our emotional heart is to establish more peace in our life you know when you're like anxious or you're uptight or you're stressed out that is really not even good for your physical heart much less your spiritual heart and you know one way we can protect our heart is to train our inner man to walk in peace And so we're going to explore what peace looks like and we're going to discover how it is a powerful weapon. And when it's established in our lives, when we own it, when we walk in more of it, then we get to give it away to those around us. And we live in some pretty stressful times right now. I'm 63 and I think the you know, it's like things have been going at a little bit faster pace, either that or maybe I'm slower. <laughs> but but um, as far as things that, I think back to what used to stress me out and then I was got to thinking, you know, right now there's financial stress, we've got inflation, there's work deadlines, there's challenging uh, situation maybe in our work, there's coronavirus, there's bombings, uh, family drama, caregiving for a sick loved one, balancing work and raising a family, um, the border crisis, and the list goes on. I mean, just even saying all those things one night after another, it's like, you know, your heart just kind of goes, it's like, oh, yeah, it really is worse than I thought sometimes. But I have a news flash for you. None of this surprises Jesus. He knew... That life here on earth was going to be stressful. And he made a provision for us. And I found this in John sixteen thirty two and 33 when I read it. So I want to read this to you. It says, the time is coming. And Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's trying, trying to prepare them for when he, when he is going away. He said, the time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scat. In the world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And that word overcome means to get the better of a situation. See, Jesus was telling him, he says it right there. I'm telling you these things so that you can have peace. Do you see right there? It's in the heart of God that you and I walk in peace. And he says it right there in black and white. In the world, you will have trouble. Can I hear an amen to that? (laughs) I mean, he says it. And this was written centuries ago. He says, but take heart. Take heart. I have overcome the world. And number one in your note-taking, one of the things I want to stress is that practicing our peace is a powerful lesson and a powerful weapon to life's big and little stressful situations. And so what I'm going to share today, you can take out of here when you walk out the door and use it in your everyday life. There are little things that might stress you, but there might be some big things that come into your life or maybe things you're dealing with currently. But practicing our peace is a powerful set up a system or organization on a firm or permanent basis. That's what the word establish means. You know, you can go somewhere and you can see it written on, you know, this business was established in 1950, or this restaurant was established in 1975, or in 1936, you know, some of them go back, but that established means that they have a proven history. And so today, what I want to stress is that we want our peace to be permanent. And the more we practice peace, it becomes more established in our life. When something is established, it's like generally accepted. You know, have you ever gone somewhere or when I'm looking up something online, sometimes I look for how long has this been there? How long have they done this? What is their history? Maybe looking at reviews and things like that. And that's the way that I think God wants us to practice the peace that he provides for us. Because the more you practice something, the better you get at it. And it's that experience that makes you rich. It's that experience. And so I want to weave a beautiful tapestry of establishing peace in your life so what's the definition of peace in the Old Testament it means to prosper rest be safe in mind and body To prosper, rest, be safe in mind, our body. And in the New Testament, peace means quietness and rest. When you look that word up and do a cross-reference in the concordance, it means quietness and rest. You know, it means crazy can be going on around you, but your heart is still at peace. So many times we want to try to understand. We think if we can just understand this, it'll fix the problem or it'll give us peace. But really, I think true peace is found in Jesus and knowing that He's the one that walks with you. Isaiah 26 12 tells us, It says, Lord, you establish peace for us. That's where I got it when I was looking at and reading Isaiah twenty six twelve. It's like, Lord, you've established this. You've, you've set this up long before, and this is something we can trust. Lord, you established peace for us, and all that we have accomplished, you have done for us. So right there, we can tell that it's in God's heart that he wants peace to be predominant in our lives. And Galatians 5:22 tells us and this is a scripture you've probably heard before it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such there is no law and when you walk in peace when you walk these are fruits or evidence of walking with God these are fruits of it and one of them when you walk with god is peace and so i want to encourage you and challenge you to take his hand and walk and know you have peace for me i believe it's number four on your notes now god is peaceful And we are made in his image. Peace is a part of who God is. So peace is in us. We just have to learn how to use it. Have you ever thought about that? God is peaceful. He is not up there wringing his hands and going, oh my goodness, I cannot believe all that's going on in the world. That's not his heart. He's peaceful. And you and I are made in his image. And therefore, we have a God-given right to walk in peace in any situation. Um, You know, when God first began teaching me and showing me what was in his heart for me as far as walking in peace, it was in the most, well, it was in not the most, but in a very stressful time in my life. I had just stepped in as director of a Christian Women's Job Corps in Kerrville, so I was dealing with, with women that were in crisis all the time. I was dealing with building a volunteer team, and uh, not long after that, we had an opportunity that was a wonderful opportunity, and so I began working on the capital campaign. And right about that time, my mom got sick, and my mom had been my prayer warrior. Warrior, cheerleader for me. And all of a sudden, not only was she not there for me in the way I wanted and needed her, but I became the parent and had to oversee her care. And then my son, who was uh, attending the Naval Academy, he got out and he called and he said, Hey mom, I'm going to the Persian Gulf. He went straight into war. And I was like, okay, now wait a minute. That wasn't on my agenda for my son. But anyway, and he did. He shipped out and there he went. And my daughter was in college. We had, my youngest was in high school. He was very involved. And I was stressed out all the time. And I needed peace. And here's what I want to tell you. It was in that time that God said, you have a God-given right to walk in peace. Kathleen, you're just not practicing it. I kept praying, God, give me peace. God, give me peace. God, give me peace. I mean, I'd get stressed out praying, God, give me peace. (laughs) Versus, wait a minute. I have a God-given right to walk in peace in this situation because God, you're with me. You're for me. It's in your heart that I have peace in my life. You might want to write this down. You can't always change your circumstances, but we can change how we respond. You can't always change your circumstances, but we can change how we respond. And stress will wear you out. I don't have... You know, medical degree or anything like that. But I think any doctor or nurse would tell you that stress is not good for you. It's not good for your physical health. And many times we can't change. Life happens. We can't change things, but we can change how we respond. I do have a podcast called Walking in Peace or Walking in Peace in a Crazy World. So There's another teaching that I've done on this subject. You might want to take note and maybe go back and listen to that one this week, too. Um, The more that I have practiced peace in my life, I've noticed that other people recognize that. Um, I've recently taken a new... Uh, a new part-time job at the Resiliency Uvalde Together Resiliency Center here in Uvalde, and one of the things that my supervisor said is, she said, after a few few weeks or a few days after I've been there, she said, "You just bring a peace into this place." She said, "I don't know what it is, but you bring a peace into this place," and I had someone else say. I feel better just talking to you because there's like an aura around you and it's peaceful and so this isn't me this is just a girl that has taken a hold you know of God Jesus and Holy Spirit surround me and just walked in some very hard situations in life so I know it works I'm pretty ordinary I'm very ordinary I'm not as educated as some of you here in this room. But God will teach you to walk in peace if you look to him and ask him for that. Romans 14 verse 17 says, The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So staying connected to God all day long will help you be at peace and heaven is full of peace it tells us right there heaven is full of peace this earth where we live is not full of peace we have problems and situations but the good news is we get to practice it we get to establish it because we're made in the image of God when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you invite him to come be Lord of your life, the Prince of Peace is in your heart. And sometimes it's it's like going to the refrigerator. You, you, know, you have to open that door to get what you want. And so I want to encourage you to open that door because if you've invited Christ into your life, if he's Lord of your life, Peace resides within you. You just need to make that muscle stronger. And he's the Prince of Peace. I'll show you where I got that. Isaiah 9 verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, and a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace and of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end it says right there it's not going to end peace is always available for you and me you know I hear people talking um, and some people just oh the world is doing this oh my gosh this is happening oh my goodness there's the the, the vaccine and the virus is bigger and the, the, you know, they're doing this, they're putting stuff in. And, you know, I had somebody even this week start to get the list of all the horrible things that are going on um, or things they thought, you know, were going on. And I just sit there and I said, you know, Jesus warned us about this, read the book of Revelation. A lot of this is there, but we don't have to walk all stressed out. When we walk with a living God that loves us dearly. It says right here in scripture. And peace there will be no end. It's not like it's going to run out. It's not like a supply chain where what we need we're not going to be able to access. We may have to contend a little bit harder at different times in our life. But it's always available to us. I think some people choose to walk in it and some people just don't. You know, when I met the Prince of Peace and you've heard me use this, I've already used this in this in this Bible study series, but when I met the Prince of Peace and really began to grasp it, and I'm a literal person, was when my mom was so sick and I was walking down the halls of hospitals and hearing bad news. And literally... I remember one morning reading that scripture and the Lord said, let me escort you in this season. And it was like, I had this flashback, you know, of when I would go to prom or something and you have a date and, you know, you're really treated like a lady and, you know, they hold your hand or you put your arm in theirs back then. And it was like, the Lord said, that's who I want to be for you, but you've got to take my Take my hand. The problem is I think we legalize stress and we think that is normal. And yet God's heart is for us to evict this stress. And you may be sitting there saying, I'm so stressed out right now. I don't even know how I would begin to, to, or where I'd begin to start. And I just want you to know, I just feel like the Lord is just saying, It's okay i'm with you i'm gonna teach you i'm gonna walk with you peace is like a compass it shows us which way to go it helps us make better decisions you know if you feel high pressure in something how many of you ever felt pressured to buy something a salesman like felt pressure in you and you just went ahead and gave in and You felt that pressure, and then it really wasn't something you needed or wanted or whatever, but you felt that pressure. And I know one of the things my late husband and I, we finally got to where we made a rule that if we felt pressure, it probably wasn't God because the Holy Spirit leads. The Holy Spirit leads. Satan drives. So if you feel that stress, 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 or pressure to do something, or pressure to buy something, or pressure, pressure, pressure... I usually kind of sit back in my spirit and say, Lord, this just doesn't feel like you because you're a God who peacefully leads those that are seeking him. And peace subdues chaos. Peace subdues chaos. And it works. I know when I was working down at the Civic Center, the evening that The uh, shooting here happened in Uvalde, and then in the days afterwards, I thought, Lord, there's several things I know. You do heal broken hearts. And I want to give the peace that I have in the midst of this horrific thing that's just happened to other people that are hurting. God will use you to give that peace. So what are some things, number five, that rob us of peace? Well, I know for me, as I thought of what tends to, like, rob me of peace, um, being too busy. Being too busy. Sometimes we have to learn to say no or say no to rushing. Um, You know, an example here, I know that I'm going to be better at leading this study if I am in a state of peace so I get here an hour early to set up because I know something might go on with the internet oh I might forget something i you know might have to run back to my house and get something I try to allow for that because I know the importance of that so being too busy and I know for me when I put too many things on my schedule or some days I guess think I'm Wonder Woman and okay I can get all these errands run and then the stress or pressure of making an appointment or a meeting or something it can begin to rob me of my peace because you can get in the line at the dry cleaner or the drugstore or wherever and somebody's car stalls and you know then you're kind of trapped but putting too many things on my schedule I think can rob me is one thing I've noticed Performance robs peace, trying to please people more than God. And that many times can lead to doing too much. I remember there was a gentleman praying over me one time years ago. And as he was praying for me, he said, just be yourself. You work so hard to please everybody. And God says, just be yourself. You're perfect to him. I didn't really know this man but he was a visiting pastor that was there and I just burst into tears because it really began to shift gears to where Lord is this pleasing to you you're the one I really want to please people may not always like or I might not be able to please them how many of you can say you've tried to please maybe a certain person and no matter what you did it was never enough there are just certain situations in life like that. But step back and say, Lord, I want to please you. And so show me what that looks like in this situation. What about conflict? Conflict can rob us of our peace or is a situation where we have to contend for it more. Maybe a disagreement with a spouse, a co-worker, a friend. You don't see eye to eye. And all of a sudden, your heart just kind of starts to race. Um, Or criticism. Maybe somebody criticizes you. And in times like that, when there's criticism, you know, stepping back and saying, okay, Lord, they just said that, and that kind of stung. What degree of that is truth? You know, how many of you have ever had somebody say, well, you always you know you're you're always late well are you always late or sometimes are you late or okay lord you see that sometimes i'm late so that's not always do you get the analogy that i'm using so go to the lord and say what degree of this is true crisis situations sometimes life just happens and there is a crisis But in those times, God sent Jesus so we could have peace. And for me, when I step out of my identity, when I forget who I am in God, when I forget that my identity is a child of the Most High God, when I forget that I'm a much-loved child or look at things with my natural eyes, that can rob me of my peace. and unconfessed sin. Sometimes we just need to make peace with God. We need to ask him for forgiveness. We've said something or done something we shouldn't have. It says in Job 22, verse 21, it says, Submit to God and be at peace with him. And when we realize that something has robbed us of our peace, we must take it back because we have a God-given right to walk in peace. So don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up if you're like, man, I really hadn't been walking in peace very much. Just take it back. Take back what belongs to you because Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy And sometimes we have to stand against that. Um, There was a a time that uh, um, we, and this was years ago, but um, somebody walked into our house. They didn't break in. Our back door was unlocked, and my purse was sitting there, and they took money out of my purse. Well, we had to file a police Report and actually, it was a detective that was a friend of ours that was driving, driving this man around, and he because they had caught him somewhere else. And they said, Okay, you know, you show us the other houses that you robbed. And he pointed out our house, and this detective knew it was our house. But we had to file a police report in that situation. And sometimes we need to file a police report when we realize the enemy. Is robbing us of our peace and I mean that in the spiritual sense say wait a minute no this is not okay I have a God-given right okay I wasn't very peaceful yesterday or a while ago but take your peace back so what are some things that help us establish peace in our lives well, the first one that I thought of was, I think when I give my day, when I give my plans to the Lord, when I ask the Lord for divine appointments, then it makes my heart a little more at peace. Now, I have a schedule. I like a schedule. If you look at my calendar, it's there. But I have been a lot more peaceful when I've said, Lord, these are my plans, but I give them to you and lord show me you know if there's somebody that i need to stop and talk to give me one of those divine appointments is there somebody i need to pray with that might trump something that's on my to-do list and it would always it would i would be well i didn't get this this and this done and sometimes those, my agenda is not near as important as God's agenda. So giving your day, starting your day with prayer and saying, Lord, I've got this and this on my calendar. I give you my day and let me just to walk hand in hand with you. But that helps establish peace in my heart. And, you know, there was one day I was <clears throat> at the gym in Kerrville And um, I didn't normally, I don't like riding the bike, but I did that day because some of the rowers were were busy. And so I went over and then this woman sat down right beside me. And so I'm riding this bike that I really don't want to ride. And um, this lady just looks and she says something to me and I started a conversation. Well, she was recently widowed She was trying to get back on her feet, and that was a divine appointment. It was more important to the heart of God that I spent time encouraging that widow whose husband had died of something very similar to my mom's and gave her some of my day versus getting all these things done that were on my schedule. So that's what I mean. That's an example of that. Isaiah 26, 12 tells us, here it is, here it is, I think we've read this once, but Lord, you establish peace for us, and all we have accomplished, you've done for us, he's established it for us, I think another thing that is, um, and we're talking about just six things that help bring peace, Another thing is solidifying in my heart that I have a God-given right to walk in peace. When I took that, when I realized that from looking at Scripture, Scriptures, these Scriptures that I'm showing you show you and me that we have a God-given right to walk in peace. In fact, I want you to say it with me right now. Say, I have a God-given right to walk in peace. Here we go, ready? Ready? Yes, you do. And peace is God's gift to us. John fourteen Let's see what it says in this passage. It says, peace I leave with you. These are the words of Jesus. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let it be afraid. Those were some of Jesus' words and what he was telling us as his kids. He didn't just, he's saying, I'm leaving you with peace. You can be at peace when I reside in your heart and you walk with God. And he said, my peace I give to you. I mean, he had abundance of peace abundance of peace and then he tells us he admonishes us he says do not let your heart be troubled do not let it be afraid so you know when something stressful happens or things don't go as planned and your heart starts to rest race you know just stop wait a minute and tell yourself I have a God given right to walk in peace we just have to practice it practice it in the little things practice it in the big things you know you might start practicing when you're waiting in line at the grocery store how many of you have ever been sitting there and you're just kind of like I got to get somewhere you know this line's taking forever you know work on practicing in the little things and then it's going to be easier in the bigger things. Psalm 73, 23, it says in this scripture, Nevertheless, I will be with you. I hold you by the right hand. You know, and confidence comes when we practice something. The more you do something, the more confident you can gain. And peace is evidence of relationship with a God that dearly, dearly loves us. Sometimes we just have to take a deep breath, still our heart, take another deep breath, and declare over our circumstances peace. Lord, will you bring this chaos into peace? And sometimes God might want to use you to bring peace into another situation. I remember... Um, right before COVID broke out um, I was flying to go see my grandchildren it was March and I think I left I don't know March 12th 15th right before the world went crazy and Stephen, my husband dropped me off at the airport and so I didn't have a car he just dropped me off because I was going out there by myself. I had my bags. I got checked in and I'm looking around the airport and there's like hardly anybody there. And it was an eerie feeling. I thought, well, maybe everybody's just ahead and my line was, you know, I'm trying to rationalize things at that point. And as I got through the check bags, you know, check in, they x rayed me and everything else and bags and I get start walking down the hall. You could as I was walking down the hall to my gate, it was like my heart began to beat fast. So I looked around, I was like, Lord, what is this? What's going on? And I'm telling you, anxiety hit me. And I was like, I haven't felt like this in years. And it dawned on me, it was all the anxiety that was in the air. And people were people weren't even looking at each other. And you know it was almost like my heart raced and I started to get a little panicky and I thought no wait a minute I have a God-given right to walk in peace and it was like even something rose up in me it's like no I'm establishing that I'm taking it back in peace God I'm trusting you and so I spent as I was waiting for my waiting for my uh, plane to leave and to be called walking up and down the hallway now nobody knew it but I just began to just pray for peace over each and every person and establishing, saying, Lord, we have, I've got a God-given right to walk in this. And it wasn't, it wasn't very long. It was a matter of five minutes, and I was back to that place of, of peace. And while I was in Hawaii, everything began to shut down. I got out of there the day before, <laughs> the day before Hawaii shut down to head back i thought i might get stuck there and then i've been keeping kids all the time <laughs> no. no it was fun to fun to be with the kids but that's an example of how you can establish peace and how you can give it away the next thing um the third thing is realizing fear and anxiety are illegal behaviors for a christian Jesus left us with peace. He wants us to walk in it. And fear and anxiety are not from God. It says that over and over in Scripture. And to establish peace, you must evict them from your life. And for me, sometimes that saying, "Fear, anxiety, you're not my friend. You're not my friend. I want you to go in the name of Jesus." There's authority and power. In the name of Jesus. It tells us in 2 Timothy 1.7, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And Isaiah 26.3 tells us, says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. So peace and trust go hand in hand. And you might ask yourself, if you're finding yourself not peaceful, Lord, am I not trusting you? The more we understand and believe that God loves us, that he loves us, that he loves us, that he loves us, us, I think that for me has helped me to walk in more peace because I'm learning more and more to trust him. Again, you and I have a relationship with a God that absolutely adores us. You know, as a widow, when my life changed, when I was widowed at 49, and all of a sudden, I had to make all these decisions all by myself, and a lot of them were out of my skill set. Um, and it was scary. And my life kind of felt out of control. Grief can make you feel, make you, grief, when you're, your heart is in a deep grief, fear is, is it's, it's like it has explanation points on it because all of a sudden, you're having to do things by yourself. You're having to do things you never wanted to do. And when I could step back And say okay wait a minute Lord you love me and you're with me and this feels very out of control but God I declare my trust in you it would help just calm my heart down and it tells us that in 1st John 4 18 it says perfect love casts out fear there is no fear in love But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with torment or punishment. And the one who fears is not made perfect in love. So don't beat yourself up. Just say, Lord, I need a greater revelation of your love for me. I need you to love me in this area of my life and remind me that I'm a much-loved child. And it tells us in Isaiah 32, verse 17, it says, The work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness will be assurance forever. You know, when you do the right thing, you feel at peace. How many of you have done the wrong thing and you don't feel at peace? You know? So do the next right thing. And sometimes that might be, oh... I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Lord, will you forgive me? And getting your heart right with the Lord. But I want to challenge you to let your peace affect your worry. Peace needs to rise up so we can ev- evict the anxiety. Uh, we had, Stephen and I, my husband, Um, goodness I'm trying to think how long we'd been married at that time I don't know six seven years I'd have to really do the math no it's been longer than that we hadn't been married that long five years maybe and three of our five kids decided to get married in one year now that was a lot that was a lot to do and it was just a lot I mean weddings don't It was just a lot, that's all I can say. And it was like we were going from one thing to the next. And there were times I'd have to just remind myself that, okay, this is a joyous thing. This is a good thing. But there were lists we were having to get ready. There were things we were having to do. And, you know six weeks before my uh, stepson got married, he said, Kathleen, we really need help. They were trying to do it all on their own, (laughs) six weeks before. And so I'm like, and that was right at the Christmas holidays, you know? So there was a time I had to really discipline myself, a happy time, but still a discipline. So the fruit of righteousness is peace. The fruit of righteousness. When we do the right thing, it tells us that again. Isaiah thirty-two, seventeen. that the fruit of righteousness is peace. The next thing that um, I think has helped me in establishing peace is to keep practicing. Keep practicing. You stumble, you fall, you don't do very well this afternoon. Get back up and do better tonight. Nobody establishes something right the first time. You just don't. That's over time. That's as you practice. And learning too and asking God, Lord, help me to recognize the voice of peace. Sometimes we think if we, again, if we understand something, then we will be at peace. But understanding many times doesn't bring peace. What brings peace is walking with a God that loves you. And sometimes we have to just step back and do, you know, do what we're sensing in our heart. It was interesting. Um, I started this Bible study in in Kerrville five, five, six years ago. And... Then I started doing it here in Uvalde, and so I'd do it here one day and then run over there. And well, this summer, as I began to pray, just about the upcoming fall, I did not feel a peace about doing it in Kerrville, and that was hard because that's where it was birthed. I have a lot of friends and connections there. I didn't have a reason. I had the venue, I had everything, but I just didn't feel a peace, and finally one day, I just had to make a call, either I'm doing it or I'm not, and I just thought, I've got to go with my peace, I don't understand why, but Lord, I just know what I'm feeling in my heart, and so I made that choice, and it wasn't long after that, that I was offered a position, part-time position with the uh, Uvalde Together Resiliency Center and have the opportunity to work as your grief support peer specialist, leading grief seminars for them, helping people rebuild their lives, working one-on-one with people um, to establish, help them with issues like forgiveness or walking in peace or a variety of things. Little did I know that God was going to open that door because I wasn't looking for a job. I just was going to give away some of my books. Um, but God had a different plan. And so when we surrender our life and our heart to the Lord, then we began to hear what that voice of peace looks like. And sometimes he may call us to something that wasn't necessarily what we had we had in mind. And, and that's been an adjustment to balance some of the other things that I do. And then I've had to let go of some other things. Now I understand why I didn't feel peace all summer. Now I do. But ask God to teach you to hear the voice of peace because it is a compass for our lives. I think many times when we try to hang on to something too tightly in our life, when we try to hang on too tightly, um, it doesn't we may not have that peace in our heart. Philippians 4, 9 tells us, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, put it to practice. Right there in the Bible, it tells us to practice. So let me encourage you. To practice your peace. And it says in Philippians 4 9, and the God of peace will be with you. So keep practicing. When I practice my peace, when I discipline myself, sometimes when I discipline myself and remind myself I have a God-given right to walk in peace, it's easier for me to hear Him. Colossians 3:15. And I want to give you this. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. That word let is a choice. You can either let peace rule and reign or not. Jesus is still going to love you. He's just going to say when you choose to do this, you're going to have it's, you're going to have life is going to be a little bit easier for you. But I love that passage. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And, it, you know, it's like I got a picture when I read that one day of like I used to play softball. And, you know, how you're running to the base and the umpire says safe. When we practice our peace, when we walk in peace, it keeps us safe. <clears throat> keeps us safe. So how do you plan to partner with God to establish peace in your life? I want you to stop and think, okay, what's something right now that I'm going to say yes to and God, I'm going to do to partner with you to establish peace in my life. Think for a minute and you might even want to write it down. I'm going to give you a second to think. I know for me and keeping a song in my heart as I would just have a little ongoing song in my heart that helped keep and helped keep my heart at peace. When my late husband was battling a very rare cancer and we spent lots of days at MD Anderson and the news was really very rarely good. As long as I had a song every morning, I would just find a song. And that would be the song I would just sing to the Lord. Quietly, you know, as I was walking down the halls of the hospital. But a song in my heart would keep me at peace. And as I wrap things up, I want to give you Mark 439. Because Jesus came for you and me to, he wants to impart peace to us. And as we receive it, we get to impart and give it to other people. It says in Mark 439, Jesus was, it says, peace, be still. Jesus was in the middle of the storm with his disciple and he just spoke peace. And he said, be still. And maybe there's a storm in your life and you need to just speak peace to it. Jesus was trying to teach his disciples that they had a God-given right and the power that God was backing them. And he was trying to show them how to use it. And that was his example. He just spoke to that storm. And as you establish peace in your life, you become an atmosphere changer. You can change the atmosphere around you the more you cultivate it. When my grandson was at a hospital, he was in the NICU. He came five weeks early. And he was in the NICU in Honolulu. And I had gone down to help um, with that time. And there was a woman that... I met in the lobby one day and she was a mom and she had had twins and one of the twins made it and one of them didn't. And so we just started having this conversation and um, I looked at her and I said, after a while and we sat there for about 30 minutes and I said, you know, if you want, I'm happy to come and pray for your baby. And she said, oh, I would like that. And this was a huge hospital. There were like four four different long halls of rooms of, of, of babies in this. And um, anyway, so we arranged a time. And I went to the room at that time because she had something right then she had to do. And as I walked in the room and I didn't really know her, she and her husband were there and this tiny baby and I stood there and talked to them for a minute and the mother stopped and she looked at me and she said, it feels different in this room right now. She said, I haven't felt this peaceful. I am as ordinary as they come girls. I am, I really am, but it was the presence of God, and it's because I took the Prince of Peace with me into that difficult situation. I couldn't do anything to help that baby but pray and love on that mama. And God wants to use you. He wants to use me to establish peace in our community. So take care of your heart. Establish peace. Don't tolerate fear and anxiety. Evict them. Tell them to go. And then give it away. I want to close with giving you an opportunity right now to begin establishing peace in your life or building on, maybe you've already established it, but building on it. And I'd like to lead you in this prayer, if it's in your heart, to do this. Say, God, I come to you. I'll say it out loud. God, I come to you. And I realize that peace is a powerful weapon. Help me to establish it. Thank you that the Prince of Peace walks with me. Thank you that peace is in me and remind me to practice it. I declare I have a God-given right to walk in peace. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Lord, bless each one listening. Lord, I just pray that, Lord, in the week weeks ahead, that, Lord, we would all practice and establish peace at a greater level. Lord, not only for our own self, but for those around us. And that, God, we would be generous and giving it away. In Jesus' name, amen.